0: here? Did you guys get any moisture? Anybody get any moisture? (laughs) I don't know what to think. I feel like I'm in Florida or something. Muggy. Mason over the hilltop. You guys stay with us. go to slap your D? <laughs> go ahead. Go. be seated. Thank you so much. In my soul. This next song, you may have never heard this song, but it's a great song. It talks about the love of God and how deep and how high, how long and how wide is his love. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Yeah.
1: you a higher than this worldly place, longer than
2: Bless us with God and um, I just thank you for everybody that you brought here today, God. I know that you have them here for a purpose and I pray that you will just speak to their heart and they will listen. In Jesus I pray. Amen.
0: I don't, I don't think I've ever had cherry mash, and I don't know that I'll ever have another cherry mash. I, I reached it out of the basket, and I thought, man, I'm going to try one of those. That looks kind of interesting. And it was like this chocolate-covered goop of red stuff, and I don't know. It had chocolate and nuts on top about that thick, and then it had this big cherry glob underneath it. Oh, man. You're making your mouth water? I mean, some of you guys like those. I don't, I don't know. Anybody uh, like Chico Sticks? Anybody Chico Sticks fans? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Um, how many of you guys like those, um, what are they called, um, those those hard toffee scores? Is that what that's called? Score bars? Anybody like those? Let's pull your roots out of your teeth, you know, kind of deal? Yeah, peanut brittle. Any peanut brittle fans? Oh, a bunch of old people. Uh, I'm just playing. <laughs> How about chewy sweet tarts? Anybody chewy? My wife loves like the sour candy. I'm more of a chocolate fan. Snickers? Anybody like Snickers? Reese's? Okay, uh, what else? What you would call it? <laughs> Baby Roots. Oh, yeah. Um, what's another weird candy? Um, bit of honey. Anybody <laughs> like bits, bits of honey? Oh, those jerk the living daylights out of your tea. Um, all right, now that we've covered all that important stuff um well, <clears throat> we did have a great week and uh, it was it was a good exciting weekend and uh, we went to the we actually went to the fair obviously and got to see the draft horses and all that stuff. Um, it was kind of interesting to, to see all the draft horses. They had a gypsy kind of a competition show going on, gypsy horses and, and all that cool stuff but I had a good time. Um, <clears throat> I want to thank you guys for um, you know all the kind words from last week. I, I preached a sermon that uh, wasn't very fun. Uh, for me to preach, and uh, you guys were kind and enough to, to tell me that you liked it and all that, and I appreciate that. I always enjoy the encouraging words, especially on a, on a sensitive topic like 9-11, um, where it's easy to, uh, I don't know if it's easy, but I, it's my fear that I'm going to belittle someone's loss, and uh, I don't want to do that. So thank you for the kind words uh, that you shared after that, and you know, a lot of times I'll preach a sermon and I'll be like, dang God, that was good. And and not to talk about me, but just like God, man, that was a good word. And and then I think really soon after that, how the heck am I going to top that? You know? And here's what I've learned about that. I, I don't have to top it, do I? I just preach the word, right? And it tops itself, and it just keeps topping itself, and then it just keeps going, man. And so I don't have to top anything. I'm not really necessarily here to impress you. I'm here to speak the word that God has given to me in my heart. And my prayer and my hope and, and my belief is that someone here needs to hear it. A lot of times when I prepare a, a, a message, I'm like, Lord, who the heck are you talking to? You know, I mean, what's going on here? And then somebody will come to me and I'll think, man, that was the worst sermon I ever preached. And, and that's usually when I get the best compliments. You ever been there? I mean, if you've ever been a teacher, it's like, dang, I summed that up. And then everybody's like, man, that was the best sermon you ever preached. <laughs> and, you know, people's lives are changed. And then when I feel good about one, nobody says a darn thing. You know? But, so, I, I just hope that, uh, again, the Word of God speaks to you as you come. Well, today, I want to, I, uh, I, I kind of get um, upset because here's what, here's what happens a lot of times. I think a lot of people look at cowboys and they think, well, no, those cowboys don't have any style. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they look at us cowboys and they're like, you know, who's those cowboys? I mean, they're just a good old boy. That is untrue, right? I mean, I look around here, and I see a lot of stylish people, amen? All right. <laughs> you go, Okay, go, go with me here. But, but <laughs> some of you guys need a style makeover, right? <laughs> um, but if, from our hats to our cowboys, I mean, let's take our hats. I mean, some people wear felt hats. Some people wear straw. I don't know what the rule is. I know girls don't wear white after Labor Day or something. I don't know what guys are supposed to do. When do we start wearing our felt? Anybody know? Any cowboys want to work that out and get made fun of? (laughs) Okay, but anyways, uh, some people wear felt, some people wear straw, some people wear palm leaf. Um, Some people have a four-inch brim, some people have a five-inch brim. Uh, There's creases, all kinds of creases, Cattlewood's crease, the cutter crease, the puncher crease, the gus, you remember that? The buckaroo, the flat brim, the West Texas, the taco, you know what I'm saying, the taco. And you've even got a bull riding crease, and it looks to me like a little square pond. <laughs> on top of their head. I, that's just a bull riding. That, that's what I think. Um, then you got jeans. You got people that wear Wranglers. You got people who wear Levi's. I personally wear Levi's because my wife says my butt looks good in them. <laughs> Anybody want to. What do you think? No, I'm, just I'm just playing.
1: <laughs> you got Levi's,
0: Ariat's, Stetson 20X. I had to ask my wife what kind of jeans women wear, and she was like, uh, Cruel Girl. Anybody wear Cruel Girl? Uh, Stetson's uh, Silvers. Anybody wear Silvers? You got some silver people. Um, Miss Me, which I've never heard of in my life. Um, that's a style of brand for uh, women. And then you have got boots, right? You got the the custom boots. Then you got the Justin boots. You got the Bex. You got the Letty boots. You got the uh, Bustamante boots. You got the Froggy Dog boots. I don't know. I mean, you got all kinds of you got all kinds of boots, and they're all made out of something different. And uh, so we've got style. Then you got shirts. You got wall shirts. You got synth shirts. You got Wrangler shirts. Um, Pearl snaps, buttons, all that stuff. And then you can move to jackets. Anybody a jacket fan? You just love to wear a jacket. I love wearing jackets. Every year I look for a new jacket. I don't know why. I have like 19 jackets, and I want a new jacket. I also love vests. Anybody like to wear vests? That's stylish. I like to wear vests. Um, I'm a vest fan. But jackets, the staple jacket for a cowboy is what? What kind of jacket? Denim, right? Jean jacket. I mean, that's the staple for most cowboys. Uh, you can wear wool jackets, Carhartt jackets, Powder River, Schaefer, Pendleton, all those jackets. I mean, they're all, you know, personal styles. And then you go to wild rags. Have you ever seen a wild rag? Anybody got a wild rag on this morning? Miles? Miles got a wild rag on this morning. Have you never seen those or the silk rags? You think that's not going to keep you warm. Actually, silk is the most warm fabric that you can put around your neck, and it breathes, and it, and it dries, it's all good. So if you want to stay warm this winter, try the Wild Rags, it's a, it's a cool thing. Then you got knives, I mean, everybody's got their own knife. then you got buckles, I mean, style, I mean, that's the Cowboys, you know, trophy right there, is the buckle, right? All kinds of styles, and if you're like me, you like a good hat, you like a good pair of jeans, you like a good pair of boots, um, and, and it just really speaks to your heart, Right? I sound like a woman. (laughs) Am I? Man, I shouldn't say this stuff, should I? Um, But I do like, and I do appreciate style. I appreciate um, good clothes. Well, here's the deal. Believe it or not, the Bible talks about clothes in the Scripture. And it talks about clothes. It talks about being clothed. And I want to touch on that today. If you'll turn your Bibles to Galatians Chapter 3, Galatians chapter 3. If you don't have your Bible this morning, it'll be on the screen for you. Galatians chapter 3. and We're going to look at two simple verses here, and then we're going to kind of break it down. Galatians chapter 3. If you don't know where Galatians is, it's actually in the New Testament, which is kind of toward the back of your Bible. It's Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, um, kind of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. All those are in front of that. But Galatians is kind of right there in the middle of the New Testament. Well, let's look at these verses together. Follow along the screen as I read them. Verse 26 and 27, it says this: You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ, have for all of you who were baptized into Christ, have clothed yourselves in or with Christ. Have clothed yourselves with Christ. Let me read that again. You are all sons of God through faith in, in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. Alright? So we're going to break that down. Let's pray together and ask God to bless the rest of our time. Lord, thank you so much for an opportunity just to open your word. Lord, thank you that I don't have to top anything. Uh, that, that just speaking your word, just studying your word, just knowing your word is enough I could just read the scriptures out of the word of God and be done, and that would be enough. Because your word is living, it's active, and it can penetrate into our lives and change us. And so, Lord, as we open it up and as we dive into it and as we explore this idea of being clothed in you and clothed in Christ, I pray that you would help us to remember to wear those clothes, the clothes of righteousness. And so, Lord, we just thank you. In your name I pray. Amen. Well, what does it mean to be clothed in Christ? And and how do we clothe ourselves in Him? Well, here's number one, if you're taking notes. To be clothed in Christ means that we put our faith in Him. We put our faith in Him. Look at the verse again, uh, verse 26. It says, you are sons of God through what? Say it with me. Faith. faith. We, you are sons of God through? Faith, faith in Jesus Christ. Christ, And you say, well, what does it mean? What does it mean to have faith in Christ? It means this, that we trade our old clothes for new clothes. Um, I don't know about you, but um, I, I've been dirty uh, in my life. <laughs> um, and, and if you're a cowboy, if you're a rancher, if you own cows, you know that you're going to get dirty. Well, the other day we had a ranch rodeo. I don't know if you guys went to the ranch rodeo in, in Amarillo. Or not Amarillo, excuse me. In uh Woodward here, we had a uh, ranch rodeo. It actually rained, like, I don't know how many inches. Anybody there at the Woodward Ranch Rodeo? It rained, like, four inches in, like, an hour. I don't know. I mean, I could be wrong. But it was really, really raining. And uh, (coughs) a lot of people, you know, they're kind of finicky about mud or rain and all that stuff. When you're a cowboy, you just get it done, right? I mean, not the way you're supposed to do it. You get it done. And and I'll I'll, uh, (coughs) – I remember that (laughs) – We were dragging calves, and and the calf came to us, and I had to sit down and all that stuff. I mean, you just get muddy. You get dirty. You get filthy. I don't know if you've ever been around cow poop, but cow poop, when it gets on your jeans, ladies, can you get it off? No. It's like this green stain for the rest of your life, right? Sometimes what has to happen is you actually have to throw those clothes away, right? I mean, I've had nasty, nasty clothes. It was like, this ain't going into a washer. This is going straight into the right? Well, here's what happens in our lives. Guess what? We get covered with sin. We get covered with shame. We get covered with all this junk and, 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 and we get to, through Christ, change our clothes through him. Oftentimes we, we, we get all dirty and we get filthy with the sin in our lives and, and he comes in and he, when we put our faith in him, he cleans us. He, he gives us a new set of clothes. Well, what, what do these clothes look like? Well, I'm going to give you the answer. These clothes are the clothes of righteousness. The clothes of righteousness. Listen to this. Through faith in Christ, we are made right with God. Listen, when you place your faith in Jesus Christ, guess what? You go from being full of sin and covered in sin to being pure as snow. Pure as snow. And God comes in, and he makes you clean. He washes the, the sin away, and our life is turned around. We are, When we are born in this world, we are separated from God by our sin. But, but when we give our faith and put our faith in Christ, he cleans us up. And he takes our clothes, and he throws them away. The clothes of sin, and he gives us new set of clothes. You say, well, what are the other benefits? What are the benefits of, uh, of being clothed in Christ? I could go for hours on what the benefits are of giving your life to Christ, on putting your faith in him. But I'll give you four of them. The first one is this: we receive his blessings. We receive his blessings. If you put your faith in Christ, you can receive his blessings. Listen to Ephesians 1:3. It says, Praise be to God and the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. In who? In who? In Christ. It's found in Christ. We find the blessings of this life in Christ. Number two is this. We receive eternal life. What's the benefits of trading your old clothes, the old clothes of sin and shame, to the new clothes? We receive eternal life. Romans 6.23. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. When we trade our old clothes in... We say, okay, God, I can't, I can't deal with this sin anymore. I can't, I, I don't want to deal with this sin anymore. We, when we put our faith in Christ, we receive eternal life. Number three is this we are made alive. You say, well, I, I feel my heart beating. I'm pretty alive. No. Life doesn't begin until you give your life to Jesus Christ. It doesn't begin. Look at the verse, uh, Romans 6 11. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in. Christ Jesus and here's the fourth thing I love this we are not condemned we're not condemned look at Romans 8 1 and 2 it says therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death we've been set free I don't know I don't know if you get excited about that, but I kind of get excited about that. Here's something that I don't, I don't realize and I, I don't understand. I, I've never understood when I um, maybe share my faith with somebody, I've never understood why they reject Christ. I've never understood that. Now, do you have to process things? Do you have to you know, count the cost and say, okay, am I going to truly live for him? And do you want to truly give your heart to him? Absolutely. You better count the cost. But here's the deal. I've never understood why somebody rejects Jesus Christ. Maybe because I've lived in sin in my life, and I realize how crappy that is, and then I realize how clean and pure and loving and the benefits from giving your life to Jesus Christ. I I just can't fathom not doing that. Some of you guys are here today, and you've rejected Jesus Christ all your life. And maybe it was because you had a mom that shoved the Bible down your throat. Maybe it's because you had a dad who made you go to church, and I'm I'm just here today because my mom is here, and I want to please my mom. Listen, it's up to you whether you choose Jesus Christ, but I don't understand why you wouldn't. If I can receive his blessings, if I can receive eternal life, if I can be made alive in him, if I can get rid of the condemnation in my life, why not? Why not? I, I just don't understand. Well, how do we clothe ourselves in Christ? Well, first of all, we place our faith in him by trading our old clothes of sin and shame in for new clothes of righteousness. And here's number two. How do we we clothe ourselves in Christ? And and how how do we do that? Well, here's number two. We live for him. We put our faith in him, and then we begin to live for him. Here's what happens in a lot of people's lives. They put their faith in Christ, they get their fire insurance, so to speak, and then they stop. They don't ever live for him. The true sign of a true Christian is someone that lives to honor Christ. It's someone that that lives to, to love him, that lives to give their life to him. Once we have traded our old clothes of sin and shame for new clothes of righteousness, we must live for him. It's it's important to live for him. The reason that I believed in Jesus Christ, guess why? is because I saw something real in someone else, and I wanted it. Some of you guys, listen, some of you guys, you claim Christ, you say, I love Christ, and all this stuff about your church, but then you don't live for him when you leave this place. You know what people in the world want to see? They want to see somebody that's real. They want to see somebody... That doesn't just talk it, but somebody that walks it. That doesn't just say all the right words and then goes out and does whatever he wants. They want to see somebody who truly is in love with Jesus Christ. They they want to see somebody that's for real. Somebody that that, that lives a life that is honorable and pure and integrity and honesty and all those things. That's what they want to see. If If I see you and I think, man, that person's a fake. Guess what I don't want? I don't want any of that Christianity. We've got to live for him. And listen, if you put your faith in Christ, you ought to be living for him. It ought to be a, 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 a cry of your heart, a, a life change in your life. Well, what does it look like? You say, well, but tell me what it looks like. I mean, you're telling me how to live or telling me to live for him. Well, what's that look like? Well, I want you to follow these scriptures. In Colossians chapter 3, listen to the scriptures, verses 1 through 14. This is the, what they call the rules for holy living in the word. It's what the title is of the chapter. It says this. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Verse 2. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life appears then you will also appear with him in glory. Verse 5. Put to death therefore whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of the because of these the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived, but now you must rid yourself of all these all of these all such things as these. Anger, Rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have been taken, since you have taken off your old self. In other words, you've taken off those old clothes with its practices, and you have put on a new self, which is being renewed in the knowledge of the image of its maker. Here, there is no Greek or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian or psychothan. You know, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. And here's the key verse look at this. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness, and with patience. You say, Well, how do I live for Him? What does it say? It says you gotta trade in all those old things, all the, the, the sin of you know of, of, of rage and, and slander and filthy talk and lying in a selfish mind and a selfish heart. And you trade that for new clothes. You say, what do those new clothes look like? Well, it, it says it compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, forgiveness, and overall love. Overall love. You know what, um what defines a true cowboy for me? It's not his clothes, right? you see a lot of people that wear the clothes but they can't <laughs> they can't ride, they can't rope, you know, they can't, they can't do any of that stuff. And again, I, I'm not judging anybody, if that's you, great. Glad you're here. But here's the deal a true cowboy starts in the heart. You gotta have a love for it. I don't know about you, but how many people love the smell of horses? Anybody love it? Yeah, that's it's probably a it's true cowboy. I love the smell of a horse. I can just you know rub my face up against the horse. And, okay, you should share that. But
1: um, <laughs> but uh, I, I
0: love the smell of a horse, and I even love the smell of horse poop. Anybody with me? Okay, thank you for not letting me. Love the smell of horse poop. I mean, it's just a smell that man, I, I'll never uh, you know, <laughs> I'll never get used to, but I'll, I'll always enjoy because it just brings back. This idea of cowboying and, and horses and all those things that we love. And it starts here. It doesn't start with this. It doesn't start with the outward clothes. Listen, it's the same way as a Christian. It doesn't mean, it doesn't matter what you wear. When I mean, you can dress up and come to church in your Sunday best and all that stuff. But if it ain't in here, it really isn't true, is it? The Bible says if you're going to put your faith in him, you're going to trade those old clothes for new clothes, you ought to live for him. You know what that means? You ought to change from the inside out. You ought to be full of compassion, full of kindness, full of humility, full of forgiveness, and most of all, full (coughs) of love. Full of love. Well, here's my my question to you today. What makes your clothes fall off? I'm not talking about a steak and a glass of wine. (laughs) But what makes your clothes fall off? Maybe you've heard the song by Joe Nichols. Remember that song? Uh, Tequila makes her clothes fall off. Yeah, don't don't raise your hand if you liked it, okay? (laughs) I hope it's not your theme song for your life. (laughs) You know, uh, But there's a song out there, and if you've never heard it, don't ever listen to it, but it's called Tequila Makes Her Clothes. to go home watch that video. It's actually this Joe Nichols's grandma or something, and, and she gets, you know, she goes out with the girls, has too many margaritas, and her clothes start falling off, and it's just a grandma. Woo. Okay? But anyways, tequila makes her clothes fall off. Now, here's my question for you. What makes your clothes fall off? I mean, is it that person that just gets under your skin and you just lose it? Is it money? Is it relationships? Is it that certain crowd that you hang around with and your clothes start falling off? And I'm not talking literally. I'm talking uh, your clothes in Christ, your clothes of righteousness. Do you lose your integrity when you're around that certain person? Do you give in to the temptations of all those things that the world says that you've got to have and your clothes start falling off? You lose your kindness? You lose your compassion? You lose your love? Are your clothes falling off? Listen. What temptation is it that causes you to want to pull off Christ and put on clothes of sin? Some of us, some of us get around a certain crowd. Get around your boys, you get around your girls, and all of a sudden the clothes start falling off. You're, you're too afraid to pray over your lunch. No, I can't do that because this person, oh, they're just, they're not, they're not. So i got to take that clothes, I've got to take those clothes off. I'm not going to represent Christ today. What is it? What is it for you? that makes your clothes fall. Think about that. Because here's the deal. You, if you're in Christ, there ought to be nothing that makes your clothes fall. The clothes of righteousness, the clothes of holiness, the clothes of purity. Listen, are we going to fail? Absolutely. Are you going to give in to temptation? Yes. But listen, as, as, as a true believer, if you're truly saved, then we've got to keep our clothes on. We've got to keep those clothes of righteousness on. The clothes of righteousness ought to rule our lives, not sin. We ought to practice self-control. We ought to practice forgiveness. We have to show love to everybody. It's our calling, and it's who we should be. My question is, is it who you are? Are you truly representing Christ to the fullest? You can fool me. I mean, a lot of you come to church and... And you think, well, Bo doesn't have a clue what we do on the weekends. He doesn't have a clue what we do here or there. You can fool me. It really doesn't matter. And guess what? I'm going to love you anyway. No matter what you do on the weekends, guess what? I'm going to love you anyway. If, we, if we're if we not reaching, again, I've said it 100,000 times, if we're not reaching people that drink way too much, then we're not reaching the crowd that we're supposed to be reaching. If we're not reaching people that are living together and living in sin or living in this, then we're not reaching the people that we should be reaching. If we're not reaching people that, that dress too you know, risque or you know, are doing some stupid stuff, then we're not reaching the people that we're supposed to be reaching. I'm not here to grow a church, an institution. I'm here to grow the kingdom of God, and we're going to try to reach those people that are struggling with sin so that we can give them a, a new set of clothes through the power of Jesus Christ. This how we do it. You got to keep your clothes on. Some of you guys are you're, you're the leader at your work, and you, your clothes fall off at work. And someone upsets you, and it's like, oh, that's it. And you start spitting out stuff. Some of you guys are in a relationship, and your clothes are falling off in that relationship. The purity that you're you're, you're called to live in is just falling off. Listen, you say, well, what, what, what did Christ have to pay for? How did he pay for that new set of clothes? I mean, how much did it cost him to pay for that? Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. It says, God made him, which is Christ, who knew no sin, to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God. Why did he pay? How much did he pay? He paid with his life so that we could have life. He shed his blood on the cross. So that you and I can live in righteousness, we don't have to live in our shame anymore. We don't have to live in our sin anymore. We don't have to give in to temptation anymore. We can say no to it if we would just choose through the power of Jesus Christ to say no to the temptations of this world. He paid it with His life. You think, oh man, I I can't, I can't give him a little bit of my life. I mean, some of you guys, you got half your clothes on, but a lot of the other half's not on. It's kind of weird, but. You know, you got, you got the shirt on, you got the pants on, no boots, no hat. Because you haven't given maybe all of your life to Christ. Yeah, I'll give you my kids, but not not, not my you know, not my credits. Not not my relationship. Listen, I hope that you will. I hope that that, that that you'll give your life to Christ. I hope that you'll put your faith in him and that you'll begin to live for him. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes for What kind of clothes are you wearing? Are they clothes of sin? Or are they clothes of you the truth. Life doesn't begin until you give your life to Jesus Christ. You think all that living it up, doing all that stuff is going to be, you know, fulfilling. It never is. But listen, if you're here today and that's you and you're trying to fill your life, start this church for all the Christian folks in town to come to we started this church for people just like you and just like me sinners who give in to temptation but have a savior that forgives us so maybe you're here today and that's you maybe you're here today and you don't know how to get clean don't know how to trade your clothes in it, and it's putting your faith in Christ, it just doesn't make sense to you. Listen, there's a simple scripture in the Bible that says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you I want your Tuesdays. I want everything you've got. I don't just want what's good about you. I want what's bad about you as well because I can clean you up. Christ says, come to me dirty and I'll clean you up. I'll give you a new set of clothes. Nobody's looking around. Nobody's heads are up or, or, or looking around. But if that's you, if you'd say, you know what, Bo, today I I know that I I don't know Christ. I know I've never put my faith in you. And I I still got questions, but I just want you to pray for me. How many of you guys would say, by raising your hand, say, Bo, that's me. I've never truly placed my faith in Christ. I'm thinking about it. I I, I mean, you're challenging me, but I still need some prayer, and I need some answers. Anybody be willing to say that? Thank you so much. All across the room, people all across the room, raising their hands, saying, you know what, Bo, I've never truly done that. I've never given my life to him, but I'm praying about it and I'm thinking about it. Thank you so much. For those of you that that raised your hand, thank you for being honest. Listen, those of you that raised your hand, you are the reason we started this church. And I thank God that you're here. And what you're looking for, we have and we, and we have it in Jesus Christ. And so if that's you, you raise your hand today. We don't call anybody down to the front. We don't ask you to fill out a card, join a denomination. We don't ask you to do any of that. All we ask you to do is call us. My number, our elder's number is going to be on the screen when we leave today. If you want to jot that down, put it in your phone, call us, text us, write us, whatever it is, so that we can encourage you, so that we can maybe give you the answers that you're looking for. So that you can start that personal relationship with Jesus. Maybe you you do that today. Maybe you you say, okay, Lord, I give you my heart. We want to know about that. We want to celebrate with you. We want to encourage you. We want to equip you to begin to live for him. So don't keep it a secret. Don't be ashamed. Let us know. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to lead us in a word of prayer. And we're going to be dismissed. If you have questions, I'd be happy to visit with you as soon as we get through. But if you want to call this week or whatever, just please do. Maybe you're a Christian. And you got some of your clothes on, but some of them off. Can I just encourage you to give it all you got? To become the real deal. Because people are watching and they want to know if it's truly real. Lord, thank you your word. Thank you for this the simple, practical use of, of the holy word of God. And Lord, today, as we walk out of this place, may we keep our clothes on. May they not just be Sunday clothes, but may they be Monday clothes, and Tuesday clothes, and Friday clothes, and Saturday clothes. And may we walk in compassion. May we walk in kindness. May we walk in integrity. May we not care what the world thinks, but may we begin to live our lives to honor you in the world so that the world's lives can be changed because of you. Let's Lord, use us, equip us, clothe us in your righteousness. It's in your name, I pray. Amen.
1: Thank you for being